It doesn't have anything to do with what we have. It's all about what we want. Hey, where does that come from? Where does that drive come from for us to want to? We wake up every day and we look at our life and it's full of stuff. And there's still so much stuff we want. Sunday morning, or maybe Sunday midday, depending on when you're listening to this, but it is definitely Sunday. How does it look for you? More than that, how does this next week look? Wow. A lot of things to do. A lot of things you're going to get done this week. At the end of this next week, as we start this beginning week, let me ask you a question. How how much better is your life going to be? What what things have you taken action on in your life in order for it to move into a positive direction, a better position than you are right now? Are you uh, are you going to get a full five workouts in this week? Are you going to spend some time fishing? Maybe spend some time with that person you've committed your life to, talking about your dreams and where you'd like to be. Uh, I got to tell you, as 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 alluring as that might be, the problem that we're facing is we look at this world and there's all kinds of things out there to choose from. But the problem we have is no one's actually sat down and demonstrated to us how to figure out what we truly want. A point that's illustrated by all of that stuff you have in your garage, all the stuff you have in the closets and, and around your house. And, and even more than that, it's just generally about the condition of your house. You know, people who love what they do, like maybe a, a musician or something like that, someone who's, who's into their zone, you understand that there, there are certain elements of their life that are just pristine, right? The guy, the better homes and gardens guy or the old guy who's retired now and he loves flowers, his, his yard is amazing. His flower beds don't have a weed in it. You know what I mean? That's an indicator of when you're on track with understanding what you want. And where we get into problems, where we get into trouble with this whole thing is when we when we get an idea about what we want and so we go after it headlong into it and before we realize it's not exactly the perfect choice, we've consumed money and time and energy to get to that point. And there's the problem. The problem then becomes, how do I get back out of this thing that I've created because of my want? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how to get motivated, how to narrow down your choices. So regardless of what you do with anything I'm talking about here, you do have the opportunity to actually begin waking up excited about some aspect of your life and knowing that when you say, hey, listen, you know, I think this is what I want. You have a solid justification, a solid reason for why you're making that choice. Are you ready? Let's talk about what we want. (laughs) Everybody wants something. Everybody wants something. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I want this. I want that. You know, there, there is the bigger problem here, right? Where do all of our ideas come from with regard to the things we want? Like most people, those ideas come from the people around us. You look around and then, of course, you see the advertisements and the marketing that comes 
constantly this constantly hammering in on us because we have that new gadget called a cell phone right they have endless access to us right but where do we get the ideas for the things we want well we look around and we see what other people are have and of course that's a big guide i mean how many times in your life have you gone on facebook looked at one of your friends and so well that sucks what sucks oh he got they got a new car oh they got a new car that's well that sucks and then and then of course you go into the into the validation i talked about this in a previous podcast talked about that that rationalization that makes your life okay and so what do we do first thing we do is we go to the dark side we well they're probably swimming in debt and they don't get along as good as we do anyway i think they were probably talking about separating or divorce right and so we we rely on that to elevate our perception of how great we're doing but the ticket is If you want to elevate how you're doing, the best way to do that is simply to refine and develop, develop and refine a process so you can actually decide, is this really what we want? And more than that, is this really going to add that element of of excitement and energy and inspiration to our life that not only keeps us on track with what we want, but actually energizes us and fuels us to the point that we wake up enthused about the things we have in front of us we're energized about the challenges see when you have correctly defined what you want it isn't a struggle it's a challenge being good at this podcast establishing a a solid tempo for how i talk so people can understand what i'm saying this is a challenge for me i haven't been able to do it thus far but i keep working on it why Because the only way I'm going to get to where I want to be, did you hear that? Where I want to be is to pursue it. And the reason I pursue it is because I know there's potential here. There's no doubt about it. I'm the living example. My wife and I are the living example of what happens when you define what you want. And what it does is it preserves resources. It preserves your money and your time. And and the most important aspect of this is that it actually adds value to your life. You're, I, I mean, let's face it. As far as I'm concerned, in my mind, it's rocking. In my mind, there is someone out there going, yeah, he's right. Why do I want so much stuff? This is a tough conversation to have to listen to. This guy you don't know over here telling you, hey, listen, how come you do this? How come you do that? When you full well know why you do it, it's because it makes you happy or sort of makes you happy or maybe it doesn't make you happy at all. Maybe it's just a spur of the moment thing to get that quick dose of happiness. You know how that feels when you go in a store and you're, you, you're not sure if you really need something, but you buy it anyway and you feel good about it. You bring it home and then within, within three or four days, you don't know where it's at or it's in a box or didn't work out that well. And, and while I don't agree with that, I got to bring something else to your attention. And that is, this isn't about you saving money. Money is a tool. If you're not, if you're earning money and you're not using it to live your best life, there's something wrong with that, right? And of course, we all have that uneasiness about that. But what we're going to do is we're going to talk about how you can actually earn that money and then put that money to work for you so you spend more time doing what you love to do. And it all starts when you figure out how to control what you want. All right, just so you know here, we're not talking about hypotheticals. We're going to talk about clearly defined examples of where the things we think we want are not actually a great fit compared to the things that inspire and energize us. And I know I keep saying that inspire and energize, but 
energy is what drives us forward. The reason I'm, I get up every morning about, whenever I get up, usually during the week, it's about five o'clock, four thirty, five o'clock, and I work on that book. Why? Because in my mind, it's what I want. What I want to do is I want to get, continue to document my thoughts about life and my thoughts about why Sandy and I are so successful, right? Well, when you take a look at your life and you want to see examples and th- reasons why this conversation applies to you, just open any open any closet door, go walk around, open your, look in your garage, look at all of the things that you have in your life, right? And then take a look and take an evaluation based on the true benefit that you derive from those things. And I'm talking about energy here. I'm talking about the experience of ownership. And this is why I said in the previous statement, I said, you know, it's not about saving money. It's about using money to give you access to the things you love. If you take a look at any aspect of your life and you scale it between a one and a 10, how does it impact your life in a positive direction? Obviously, we all know we need a place to live. We all know we need transportation. But here's the ticket. You, you, can, you can need that or you can want it. If you want it, then my suggestion is put as much effort and resources as you can into it if, in fact, that's truly the source of your energy. But the problem is, in most cases, where we live and the car we drive, while the idea planted in our head is that it's the most amazing source of energy we could ever have, the truth is not even does not even come close to that, right? Well, in those instances, it, it isn't about not having a nice home, but it's all about scaling the impact that owning that home has on the rest of your life, right? And the same with your vehicle. I mean, let's face it, you're not going to buy a three-quarter ton diesel truck to commute 15 minutes back and forth to the hospital. You're an RN and you're into sailboarding and, and, and snowboarding and water sports and, and you don't really like mowing lawns and you don't haul things. So it wouldn't make any sense for you to purchase this big-ass monster truck for $70,000, would it? And this is where we get off track. Why do we do things like that? Because everything around us says that our success and our happiness is directly connected to the things we own, which is, in fact, true. That, but it's only true when those things that we own are connected to who we are and what inspires us. Believe me, this isn't rocket science. And if you want to take account of where you're at in that, how does it feel to wake up in the morning? It's Sunday. What great thing are you going to do because you worked hard, you spent your money, and you purchased something that gives you access to limitless energy? You go into the lake, you go on snowboarding, you go on skiing, you go on hiking, you're painting a picture, you're teaching something, you're learning something. I mean, let me go ahead and put this in perspective for you. So Sandy and I, we sold our house in 2016 and we bought the RV and we've been traveling around the country and we're, we're kind of over it. I mean, you know, it's good job, bad job. You start anything and it's exciting and energizing, right? And then over time, it kind of dissipates and it becomes the norm, right? I mean, and that happens repeatedly throughout our life right with our relationships with a with the new house versus been there for three years now right there's just a there's an energy drop associated with anything we do 
And why where that play comes into play here is that within that energy drop, if we have a true connection to the things that we invite into our life, the energy drop is significantly less. Go back to that conversation about the big truck. I mean, no matter who you are, what you do, the idea of pulling up in a dealership and driving out in a big old, big tired, noisy truck. I mean, it's like, yeah, that's that's cool, even just to drive it. But if it's if it's connected to who you are, once the initial surge of happiness and contentment wears off, if it's connected to who you are, you are still going to be elevated by that experience you're still going to wake up every day and you're going to you're going to clean it and you're going to take care of it and you're going to be proud of it and you're going to drive it and you're going to use it everything has a drop in energy but the problem we have is most of the choices that we make have a significant drop in energy how does that come into play well with every choice there's two sides of every choice there's the benefit and then there's the obligation with owning a house, there's the benefit. I own a house. Maybe you build equity. Maybe you get to entertain a lot. Maybe you love the better homes and gardens life. But the downside to that is somehow or another, you have to come up with the revenue, the resources to pay for that house. You have to come up with the energy at, to maintain that house, to take care of that house. It's great the first few weeks you're buying furniture, you're putting pictures on the walls. You're like, oh my God, come over and see my new house. If that energy that you draw from that house, if it's not a good fit within a short amount of time, that house is just going to be one more thing you have to take care of, one more reason. You have to get up and go to work instead of go fishing, instead of go playing golf, instead of doing any of the things that you truly love to do, that truly inspire you. All right, it's Sunday morning. You got your coffee, you're doing your thing, right? You're maybe listening to this, just trying to try and figure out what the hell I'm saying. Whatever you got going on. What would be your response if I said, hey, let's take next week off and spend the entire week. Just just book a trip somewhere. Go hang out in Gulf, go on the Gulf Coast, right? Go, go, to, go to Florida, go to Tampa, go do anything. Why wouldn't you be able to do that? And the obvious... The obvious answer is, well, you know, I got a job. I have to work, right? I have all these obligations, right? The reason that we aren't able to make those kind of decisions, those kind of choices in our life isn't because it's not possible. It's because the plan we're following doesn't allow us to do that. You can't you can't just walk away from your job and go spend a week in Florida because you have obligations. You have debt. There's bills to be paid. Can you imagine how much better your life would be if the bills you have to pay were actually designed to help you do exactly what I just said? Spend six months fishing off the coast of Mexico, travel to Europe, travel around Europe, not have to work, just hang out almost like you're retired, but you're really not. You just have a a better plan than the one you were inherited. That's all possible. Think about it. I mentioned scaling, right? We live in a fifth wheel. It's paid for. I think it costs us 800 bucks a month to park it on the spot. We're getting ready to move out of it. The reason we went got into the fifth wheel we did is we wanted apartment-style living with the ability to move. Because we spend time talking about it amongst my wife and I and our kids and just planning this thing out. We knew what we needed to accomplish or what we wanted our life to look like. 
So we didn't buy a big half a million dollar bus. Why? Because there are three elements of our life that allow us to continue to move and to grow. You have time, money, and energy. Had we not evaluated ourselves and scaled our life based on what we wanted it to look like, we could have very easily consumed all of our financial resources because the idea of success and the status associated with driving a big bus was just so compelling that we jumped off that cliff. When you take a look at your life, you need a place to live, you need a place to sleep and to get out of the weather, you need transportation, and you'll probably need to have a job, right? But those choices in your life shouldn't consume every other possibility you have in life. They should accent it. Is it a unicorns and lollipops existence? No, it's not. It's not a unicorns and lollipop existence. But what it does is it allows us to live the life we want to live. I mean, you think about us living in an RV, right? I still have to work on the damn thing. I still have to fix things. Stuff to make sure everything's okay. It still costs me money to run up and down the road. It it definitely isn't free. But think about the benefits that I get. We're both in debt. I buy an RV, you buy a house. What experience, what value do you get from the house versus what I get from mine? The reason that the RV fits so well is because my priority, my vision for what my life looks like included traveling and seeing things I've never seen before. Living a carefree experience where my financial obligations are extremely limited. They're reduced to almost zero. And the benefit, the energy, the inspiration that I get for the experiences I'm allowed to have are through the roof. You can do almost anything if you have a good enough reason. That's what we're going to talk about. Let's go ahead and find some reasons for you to get excited about your life and actually maybe even think about changing some stuff. All right, so it doesn't really matter what you want. I don't care what you want. It doesn't matter. That's not my business. That's your business. But where we've fallen off the tracks is our ability to understand how to qualify the things we want from our own personal position, right? How, how much benefit, how much value do we derive from those things? As it stands right now, our decisions are based on external influence, right? The television, our neighbors, our friends, everyone around us is pointing to us to talk about this thing called success. And what it amounts to is you wake up every day and you look around, you're like, well, we're we're doing okay because we're like them. But that's not where you draw your energy from. You draw your energy when you become more like you. How does that happen? Well, first of all, it happens by acknowledging when the things you're doing don't give you or don't deliver the energy that exceeds the amount of effort it takes to maintain that. And a prime example of that is that big old house you have, the debt, all the crap you have in your life. You know how you can tell when the things you have do not elevate the energy level of your life? Because they end up in cardboard boxes stacked up in the corner of the garage in the closet, right? We run out every day and we have to, we're hunter-gatherers by nature, right? So we run out every day and we go harvest these things and we, we uh, bring things home and we're like, yeah, look what I got. You know, it's just, I think it's almost innate to us. But the measure is how often do you engage that item that you bring into your life? And more than that, how does that item and all of the obligations related to that item, that aspect of your life, how does that elevate your overall level of existence, the quality of your life? I'm looking around. I don't, 
I mean, maybe I'm just seeing what other people can't see, but I don't see a whole lot of us walking around going, hell yeah, life is great. Go in the grocery store the other day, and I said this before, but I, I look at people's faces and I wonder, why, are they, or why aren't they smiling? Sure, milk is through the roof, eggs are through the roof, inflation is through the roof, and we've been fed this steady diet of elements that allow us to be afraid, right? Everybody's afraid, ooh, it's a manipulation. Just like the idea we continue to hold on to about how amazing our life is because we have all of these assets. The question is, what do you get from all that? Monday morning, you're going to wake up at 5 o'clock. Monday morning, you're going to head out and you're going to go do that thing you do like a robot. You're going to, you're going to go through your day and there's going to be parts of it where you're thinking, crap, what am I doing? The good news is we have a short-sighted view of our life. So we don't actually, we can't see past this week. Our days are broken up into Monday through Friday, right? But you do realize if you don't change something, 20 years is going to go by and you're going to be 20 years older and you will still be grinding the same life out. And what's even more ironic than that is you'll be grinding that same life out and I'll come along and and start talking about this again or you'll have someone else tell you, hey, what about this? And you'll hold fast to your decision as if it was the adventure of a lifetime. You have to let what we believe go long enough to investigate who we are and what we truly love. And it's not that difficult. Think about anything you'd like to be doing right now. Anything Monday morning when you're sitting there and you're running through your schedule, take a minute and actually pay attention to all the things you're thinking about that don't have anything to do with where you are. And that would be a good indicator of where to start capturing more of the energy and the value and the inspiration that's just laying around in the world waiting for you to pick it up and put it to work. tested and true i'm not talking just i'm not just sitting here grabbing ideas out of the air and saying oh you know this is what i'll tell them today i'm living it i'm living it i'm the guy that started with nothing with my 16 year old wife and a baby on the way and i retired at 54 as did my wife we are free our next adventure doesn't involve the rv we're selling the rv this spring and we're heading out we're probably going to pick us up an apartment a luxury apartment resort style living just different doesn't have all the obligations that the rv does right does that make my life better hell yeah how do i know it makes my life better because i spend time with myself and i say say chris which would what do you do you really like working on the rv you really like fixing stuff or how cool would it be if you could just call someone and say hey dude listen uh water's dripping in the sink can you come in and fix it we're headed to the beach that's the difference and it's no it's no gauge on your success or failure the problem we have is the image we have in our mind is that if we don't replicate the lives of those around us somehow we're not we're not we we were not successful I don't care about being successful. What I want to do is I want to wake up energized. So I write three more books. So I do 400 more podcasts. Look around and you see grumpy, angry, frustrated people in the world. You know what that is? That is a demonstration of our failure to be connected to what we value. It sucks to do what other people tell you to do. It sucks to be enslaved by the choices you've made that have nothing to do with who you are and what you love. Guess what? This is your opportunity to change it. 
How do you do that? It's really simple. Step away from all the noise, shut all the noise up, and spend a little time asking yourself, why do I have this, and how does it benefit me? And the goal is to shoot for everything in your life that elevates your life above a five, maybe a six, maybe a seven. And of course, I've said it before, the other thing is you have to have a good enough reason to do it. You have to love where you're taking your life more than where it is now, or you will never move. And in most cases, the problem we face is that you don't have time to think about you. You're too busy taking care of the long list of obligations that comes with this packaged life that we all seem to follow. And I'm right there with you. I did it for years. And then one day I said, why am I mowing a lawn again? And that's the, that's the benchmark conversation that changed my entire direction. I'm out there mowing a lawn, a crop no one eats, and I know it sounds ridiculous, and I repeat myself on this a bunch of times, but that was the break point moment when I realized this is bull crap. This isn't fun. This isn't amazing. This is not the adventure I want it to be. Look at it. And then if you want to start changing, it's really simple. Just start asking yourself questions about how... Wake up every day excited about what you can do to do uh, to impact change in your life and then go for it. And every night when you go to bed and you put your head down on that pillow, take a minute. Ask yourself, how'd I do? How much closer are we to reducing our debt? How much closer are we to owning a sailboat? How much closer are we to moving to the coast? How much closer are we to being the most amazing partners, parents, employees that we can possibly be? There's the ticket right there. It all comes from being aware of yourself, figuring out who you are, what's important to you, and stepping away from the packaged lies that we've all been taught to believe. I get it. It's difficult to sit and have someone say, hey, listen, maybe you can do better. We don't want to take the advice of other people, especially when it requires us to actually reflect on our own lives, right? But that's, that's the truth. I was right there with you for most of my life. Waking up every day, doing what I do with no real reason why, except for it's what everyone else is doing. And then some, one day I just woke up and it, for me it was centered around the tra- a tragedy. My dad died and I realized, wait, I have an end that's coming too. Do I really want to spend my life in one place doing the same thing day in and day out? And the answer is no, especially given the smorgasbord of opportunities and and challenges that the world has to offer. I've never been to New Zealand. I've never been deep sea fishing. I've never cruised across the Atlantic. I've never been to Portugal. The problem we're, we're facing is that somehow or another, there's this idea that you, you can't do it both ways. And that's for good reason. Because the blueprint we have does not allow for that. Think about anyone you know, right? Think about all the fallacies that keep being pumped into us about how we can be famous on TikTok and, and all the things that are important to us. If you want to change it, it's up to you. How do you change it? Spend some time with yourself. Look at yourself and ask yourself, am I really as happy as they keep telling me I am? And more than that, just just find a source of energy. Start doing something you haven't done that you love. And before you know it, guess what? You'll be like, wow, that was easy. You know, we've been walking together now for three months and it is cool, right? Reconnect with who you are. Forget about what the world wants you to be. 
And I guarantee before you know it, you're going to wake up and you're going to be like, wow, that was a lot easier than I thought. And in that, you will find the energy to take your life to the next level. Plan it around the idea of how great it can be. And when your image for the life ahead of you is greater and more impressive and more inspiring than the life you're currently living, you know you're on the right track. Hey, listen, I'm not stopping. I've got plenty of time and I'm kind of loving what I'm doing right now. I hope you do too. I hope you will share, like, do anything you can to help promote this. More importantly, I hope you'll try to apply some of this to your life. Sit down and ask yourself why you're choosing the things you are, why you want the things you do. And define those choices based on who you are and what you love. Till next time, my name is Chris Hawkins, and this is Your Best Life Defined.